Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. I'm with Emily Dean and Alan Cochran. You can text the show on eight twelve fifteen. Follow the show on Twitter at Frank on the Radio. Email the show via the Absolute Radio website. I sit amongst booty. No, oh, not thank make, you very much. I'm not making a rap video. I've just received <laughs> some um, lovely... <laughs> oh, you haven't told me that. No, but I've done some unwrapping this morning. Un-wrapping. I say I've done some unwrapping. Wow. Yes. Well, um, haven't you? Tell ever. them what you got, Frank. Well, I, in, recently I've spoken of two things. I, and I always say on the show, I I'm not one of those DJs who talks about stuff thinking I'll get a free one. In fact, I actually said, I was talking about Tom Daly, the, the diver, had been pictured with a, with a master pan, which is a pan, a multi-compartmentalised um, mm-hmm. frying pan. Mm-hmm. Very well described. Thank you. And um, I said, don't send me a free one, I can afford it. You know, I'll, if I get one, I'll keep tadpoles in it. And, but they defied me. Mm-hmm. And because yeah. now I've got one, I am quite pleased about it. Yeah. Can I say and you're the only big. person that would <clears throat> refer to a free gift as they defied me? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but then I'd forgotten I'd also mentioned um, that someone uh, gave me some Bjorn Borg socks. Yeah. And they were. I've really got interested in socks in later life. Yeah. It used to be the present you didn't want. Um, and oh, then. Oh. I was messing about with this bag today. Oh, and, God, it was uh, mid-anecdote, and it took yeah. forever. I know, I think you'll find it. I was mid-anecdote, oh, and then right. it was interrupted by Frank going, Oh, my God! Well, I'd forgotten. I, it, it had a lot of tape on it, so I gave up, and then I tried again, and, uh, and Alan said, uh, Oh, is that free socks? <laughs> And I said, what makes you say that? And it had got Bjorn Borg written across the top with yeah. large letters, which I hadn't noticed. And glory I, I be... <laughs> It was uh, it was a fabulous selection of socks and pants. So I've started off. I mean, I don't want to be materialistic, mm. Mm. but I'm I'm buoyant. Well, in those, which pa- at my in those age, pants, you will be. Yeah, well, there's room. I, I wasn't certainly. sure. How can I put this delicately? I wasn't sure about some of the pants. How dare you? No, I thought the socks were lovely. Mm. I just thought they were quite loud. Some well, of the pants. but that's all right because it's not like anyone's going to see them. Frank was uh, <laughs> Frank was very, very excited by them. I think you remember what he said as he opened the pack. He went, "Ooh, these are lovely." <laughs> as Alan said, like the person from Beyond Borg was in the room. It was. It was a bit like a pressurised Christmas gift. <laughs> well, I had the, uh, I, I got a card here which says, you know, we, we've sent you some uh, plus some socks plus a couple of pairs of boxes. Hope you like them. And then it says, "It's best wishes, Beyond Borg." Bjorn Bjorg or Bjorn Borg? Where Borg. does the Bjorn stop? <laughs> Bjorn Borg. Yeah. Uh, Bjorn Borg. I wonder if he's got a brother called Simon. Oh, known as Cyborg. Yeah, Cyborg. <laughs> Lovely. Uh, Bjorn Borg UK. As if there is a Bjorn Borg in every country. Oh, they're everywhere. Naturally. They're unstoppable. Oh, um, that, I like the idea of there being an English one. <laughs> Who looks like that? Then says, "How you doing? You all right?" Yeah. Oh, Bjorn, I thought you were Swedish. No, no, that's the that's the core. <laughs> B- uh, Bjorn Korg. 
as we call him, because that's the core, <laughs> core Bjorn Borg. But now we've got international Bjorn Borgs all, all over the place. Yeah. Do you know what I love about you? What's that? Everything. Thank but you. But I also <laughs> love that you've managed to turn um, an incident where you essentially opened an envelope containing some pants into some, some Peter Euston off anecdote. Peter Euston off typical me. Is the name of his book. Oh, that his autobiography? <laughs> what sort of a person says that? That's the sort of people on reality telling, well, you know, typical me, I told them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, typical you. Anyway, if you're listening in um, somewhere, Peter, I know you're no longer with us, but, you know, you had a good inning. Shut up about it. Lovely. I suppose as, a, as an anecdote, isn't it? People sit around in heaven going, oh, God, will he ever stop? <laughs> um, so here's the thing. I... Um, I discovered a new uh, term this week called uh, nominative determinism. Oh, I love that. Which I'd never heard of before, and it's not as complicated as it sounds. Don't <clears throat> switch off, Linda. <laughs> just it's, Linda. Uh, I'm That's just. She's uh, yeah, exactly. She's just a, my typical uh, person who gets bored by stuff like this. Yeah. Um, uh, what happened is I work with a woman who a uh, makeup lady who makes me up for television appearances. Yes. And she's very lovely. And I've known her for a long time. And I had a bit of a, um, you know, we have a thing on the show, an idiotic eureka moment when it takes you a long time to work something out. Her name, I'm sure she won't mind me saying this. She's available for work if anyone's looking for a makeup artist. Her name is uh, Estelle Horder. Oh. Which, Mm -hmm. if you say, is basically Estelle Horder. Oh, yes. Which, for a makeup artist, is Mm -hmm. kind of... Amazing, Marvelous, wouldn't you say? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And it's a real name. It's not like they don't have stage names. No. <laughs> Backstage names. That's what they should have. Yeah, I suppose so. <laughs> they have. Um, that's rather brilliant. I like that. They have rouge names. Do they still call it rouge? No. Anyway. Nonsense uh, gone with the wind sort of the era. <laughs> okay. So um, I was talking to um, Dot Brown about this. Mm-hmm. You know, Dot Brown, yeah. the comic and stuff. And uh, he said, oh, that, that that could be nominative determinism. People have name, and yes. your name somehow subconsciously points you towards your job. Samantha Bond? Miss Moneypenny? Mm-hmm. That was the actress. Oh, is that right? Yeah. She's in the Bond films. Samantha y- Bond. And uh, Tina Hobley is in Holby City. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're, you're at least a bit that, obsessed. You laugh, but that's... But too much of a coincidence, isn't it? <laughs> Illiterate nominative determinism. <laughs> when Arsene Wenger went into football, yes. there must have been part of him that thought, I know where I'm going to end up. Yeah. Robbie Fowler. Yeah. yeah. Good yeah. Very good. <laughs> Thank you. That is good. I hadn't thought of that. Mm, I had. If only Gary Barlow was an international <laughs> limbo dancer. <laughs> If you've if you've uh, experienced nominative determinism in your life or the life of someone you know, please let us know. You're listening to Frank Skinner's podcast from Absolute Radio. I had what I'm going to call a, a slightly paranormal experience this week. Oh, slightly. Mm, well, I don't. I'm not saying it was ghostly, but it was. Um, was it a Corian? It was well. It was. It was in the old days. There used to be a program on the telly called Arthur C. Clarke's Mysterious World. And yes. when, if any anything even slightly strange happened in in my school days and stuff, somebody would say, "Maybe we should uh, call Arthur C. Clarke's Mysterious <laughs> World." Anyway, I woke up, and I, my first thing when I wake up in the morning is I reach for my wristwatch, which I keep at the side of my bed. I don't wear it in the night, lest I should tear off a winder. Oh yeah. Um, and I've torn off a few winders in my time in the night. 
But anyway, so I reached down and I picked it up and it was, um, it was eight o'clock, which is about when I wake up, generally speaking. Mm. This is, you know, sans alarm. Right. And, uh, I looked at it and it, there's something looked a bit strange about it. But I put it back down and I thought, I, and then I thought again, hold on, what is it with that? So I'm looking mm. at this watch and I realised that the second hand isn't going round. Oh. Mm. So it stopped and now, I'd, I've had it for probably three or four years. This is the first time it's it stopped, which I don't know how long a watch battery lasts. Eight, twelve, fifteen. Um, <laughs> no, not as long as that. No, I shouldn't think so. Um, so about three uh, or four years, I think. And I realised it had stopped in the night, and it start. It had stopped at half past two. Right. right. Now I had it upside down, so oh. it said eight o'clock. Right. Yeah. Do, are you with me? Yeah. Yeah. And then I picked up my Cut, phone. It's kind of. Still. I picked up my phone to see what the real time was, and it was eight o'clock. So my upside down stopped phone yeah. was correct. Now, if there's any mathematicians listening, I'd like to know what. I think it was Harry Hill who said, "All oh, the chances <laughs> are Well, the odds <laughs> must be phenomenal. No, they're, they're quite high, aren't they? Because isn't there an adage that even a stopped clock is right twice a day? Yeah, but not. Just a, oh, so I love that. You with Nell and I. Yeah, but is not an upside Nell? down stop clock. That's an old added dimension that you're letting uh, letting can slide. Can I be completely no, I, honest I, with you? I don't want to be pedantic, oh. but I don't think, be, can I, can I think I, an upside-down no. stop clock is right twice a day as well. <laughs> I really want to contribute to this, yeah. but about 34 seconds in, I, you know when you slightly zone out <laughs> yes. talking? I'm not going to lie. So I missed a crucial part of it, and now I feel I can't contribute. So if you two will talk, and I'm just going to look at the emails. I've got to be honest. <laughs> I said something <laughs> similar to this to the week, and Emily says, that is so rude. <laughs> and now, the, the boot's yeah. on the other foot. Yeah. It's quite simple. I picked up the watch, it was upside down, but still correct. Oh. That's weird. Okay. Frank, anyway. we've had some text in about nominative determinism. Oh, ah, yes. So, we've got... Have we changed the subject? <laughs> yeah. It does seem that way, yeah. Well, don't my worry, I'm going back there. Okay. Oh, my name is Dave Granger. I'm a survival expert. G. Ranger. I don't understand. D Ranger. No, G Ranger. D Ranger. Ranger. Don't know why I'm explaining myself. You seem an intelligent bunch. It would seem not. <laughs> what's what's not. he called again? His, okay, let's, his name is Dave Granger. I yeah. think he's saying that the word Ranger is in his surname, and now he is oh. sort of a Ranger. Oh, OK. Sur survival. I'm playing devil's advocate. I don't know why well, he's texted us. He just wanted to get involved, I think. I thought maybe he went with, like, a, a backpack flamethrower and removed granges, so he was a degranger. <laughs> well, 127, a little more straightforward. My mum went to school with a boy called Jonathan Gotobed, and he lived in a village called... Don't worry, this, this anecdote doesn't end in a sinister fashion. Right. And he lived in a village called Little Snoring. That's that, not really that affecting his job, though. No, I think that's just coincidence. No, he's, he, he breeds tetsy flies. I, um... There is a genuine one say, out here. I read a few about nominative deter determinism, but none of them were clean. None of them could really? be broadcast. Uh, oh, well, what about 657 about has cited... One of the earliest cited examples from the, uh, the New Scientist magazine was a Catholic bishop called Cardinal Sin. Yes, there is a Cardinal yeah. Sin. Oh, yeah. I think in um, the Philippines, I think. Yes. That'd be a good thing. You, name a, you can name a card and I have to say where they're from. <laughs> <laughs>
for the most Catholic, <laughs> the most Catholic game ever played <laughs> on radio. So anyway, look, I was t- I was talking to a, a driver about my watch. Oh, no. <laughs> Why do we have to go back to the watch? I knew we hadn't and done. he said that won't just be a coincidence. He said that'll be significant. He said eight Why? o'clock will be significant. Really? And I said, well, I do a radio show that starts at 8 o'clock. He said, well, I'll be careful this week. Because oh, yeah. really? he said, that'll, that'll be telling you something. He said, even though the watch is upside down, it was trying to tell you that 8 o'clock was... The watch is trying to tell you something? <laughs> Other yeah. than the time? Yeah. Dave Granger... Look, I'm not... This is not <laughs> my thought. I think it is an iWatch, a smart watch. I've got it. Dave Granger, Grave Danger. Ah, no. Well, I never said there was a spooneristic <laughs> nominative determinism. Yeah, but we stopped talking about the watch for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Is he going to keep on about the watch? I, I think so, yeah. Who's in charge? Ask yourself that. <laughs> watch this space, I would say. Right? So he said to me. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, I said to me, I need to get a battery. <laughs> Remember when I said to you I saw a sign called Watch Batteries Change and I said that sounded like a pretty Robbie Spectator sport. <laughs> and he said to me, uh, oh, my brother-in-law has got um, one of their magic screwdrivers. Oh. And I was very intrigued by this. And he said there's two things you can do with them. You can change your own watch batteries. Yeah. He said, and also, he said it allows you into the internal workings of a Zippo lighter. <laughs> <laughs> I felt I was really learning oh. like being in a secret society. Yeah. <laughs> so if anyone knows about the secret screwdriver, please, uh, please do give me a shout. Oh, please do. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. I've been reading the Pope's new book this week. Well, you do know we're on the radio. Me though, too. <laughs> Oh, you've got it. I also have a copy of The Name of God is Mercy. Fantastic. And I'm rather enjoying it, Frank. (laughs) Yes. Well, I'm a I'm a fan of uh, Pope Frankie. I like. I haven't I haven't handled the hardback as well for a while. If we were doing a book group, I think I should have been sent it. (laughs) Yeah. I I think it's unfair that two out of three of us are reading it. Don't you find when you're reading a hardback, you feel like you're living the high life? Yes, I do. (laughs) Frank, yeah. it's so true. I find them weird. So Christmassy, I think, They're, the hardback. I don't really get on now, with them. I've sorted this. For first words, Holy Father, love mm. it. Um, really? I rather like it, Frank. Spoiler alert. Well, this wow, is your area. It's be so... a conversion. <laughs> <laughs> this is your area, so over to you. Well, I mean, I'm far be it for me to plug the folks' book on commercial radio. It's an interview, so it's quite interesting. Yes, it it's it's yeah. just him being interviewed. I mean, it's, it's not, not it's a novel or anything. No, not. no, no. It's, no. An, it's an interview, so it's it's a, a, it's not like a, Jack a journal Reacher. asking questions. Yeah. Yeah. It's not like an interview. It's not like Graham Norton. No, right. no it's no. not like a quick fire round. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, um, Archbishop of Canterbury, snog, marry or avoid. <laughs> and it's not like what's the worst fashion mistake you've ever had no, or that no. sort of stuff. Much no. to my chagrin. But I, yeah, I, I'm, I'm loving it. I'm glad to hear you're liking it as well. I tell you what I've Love indulged it. in in this book, which I haven't done for years. Yeah. Ma- marginalia. Oh, yeah. Oh. Very good. Love a marginalia. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I haven't done... Uh, Do you ever do that thing that you used to get... Like, you used to um, get a book out the library and there was marginalia in ink. Yes. Oh. oh. I still regard it as one of the great crimes. Yeah, I don't And like I'm that. including the Hatton Gardens. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's so awful. How can anyone do that? 
Mm-hmm. I can honestly say I've never, ever returned to my marginalia and read it, though. No, it's completely... Have you not? I, no, I've never... Have you done that? No, I don't think I have, actually. No. But Apparently I'm, people can do notes in the margins on the Kindle, can't they? Have you got that? I think maybe you can do that, but that sounds like a bit of a... I used to find it useful when I was a student. Yeah. And previous readers would have made notes. And sometimes oh, really? it was quite useful. Right. Once oh. I've had Ulysses from the library and it said 799 pages and no punchline. Is that what it end. said? Yeah, I thought it was rather good. Around. That is good. I yeah. used to read other people's marginalia and think, that's wrong. Yeah. Mm. Oh, did you? Yeah, regularly. Anyway. I'll tell you what I heard this morning, something I haven't heard probably for 15 years. I heard a, a car backfire. Really? <laughs> oh, that doesn't happen I these No, I'd forgotten it even existed. <laughs> I thought they stopped that. Yeah, I thought they had. And I, I thought there must, you know, it was some sort of uh, emissions thing. But it's back. Great news. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure it is. Yeah, but the backfiring reinvention <laughs> uh, revival thing. <laughs> it was <laughs> a proper... <laughs> you know well, you know what it sounds like. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to read one of those magazine articles saying, so hot right now. Yeah. Cars backfiring. <laughs> yeah, I'm sort of... Uh, I, I, you know, I'm looking at my car now and thinking, well... <laughs> yeah. Nothing. What do I get back? Nothing. <laughs> Looking at your fully functioning car and thinking, you're rubbish. I you don't, don't even know what is a backfire. Why do they backfire, Alan? I don't know. Yes, I, I you know. are a motoring correspondent. <laughs> yeah, but not because of any knowledge, <laughs> just because I drive a lot. You're the Hammond of the group. Yeah, I'm, the, oh, I'm the Clarkson. Hang on, hang on, I'm if not you comfortable knew, with this. If you, you think about, I'm the Clarkson? If you did know about backfiring, would you have an exhaustive knowledge? Yeah, very oh. good. Very good. If anyone knows why a car backfires, just a car, oh, not will. like a horse or anything. If anyone knows why a, a car backfires, please let us know. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. We've had a, an email explaining backfiring. If you're oh interested. yes, yes, good, yeah. good. You know, if you just joined the show, then the, Frank was asking about why cars backfire. Well, I heard a car, a car <laughs> backfire this morning. Imagine that. Yeah. Um, no, it's not 1988, listeners. This is a drive it's, down memory lane. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> backfiring basically happens when your cars. Um, can I just say the um, the emailer? I, I don't think they've done this, but. The, the car apostrophe S. You know, sometimes emails replace apostrophes with like a euro and a TM sign. It's oh, done that. yes. Have you ever seen that? Um, What's that all about? If you know what that's all <laughs> about, text in on 8 12 15. Um, backfiring basically happens when your car's internal combustion engine has a moment of external combustion, or at wow. least one happening elsewhere than the combustion chamber. A little backfiring on deceleration can exist on by design on modern cars adding to the sporting sound it also channels what we hear when race cars do it and see when flames come out their exhausts oh I like that, it's like Batman a bit, yeah. a bit. I have to follow that definition with <laughs> <laughs> um, that um, I love stuff about internal combustion becomes external combustion mm. and stuff like that it, that almost sounds like it's understandable do you know what I mean? Yeah, I'm well, not really into the science. I no, neither well, am I. So Ian Angle but... has a slightly simpler explanation. Oh, yeah. I believe the backfiring is caused by unburnt fuel in the exhaust. Oh. Charlie, By the way, great then. ladder joke last week, Frank. <laughs> great ladder, Frank. Oh, yes. Yeah. Good old. Good old Angloid. Yeah. Charlie, you nodded. Do you know about cars? No, but there's been a few tweets that have said that. Oh, there's been a few yeah. tweets. Oh, okay. yeah. 
Oh, we can all be wise via <laughs> social media. <laughs> wow. I mean, that's basically looking it up. Mm. Well, I, I was genuinely excited to hear it today and, and a little misty-eyed. I thought, oh, oh yeah. backfiring. Yeah. Oh, I love the 80s. <laughs> I didn't actually, I was drunk. <laughs> Skinner, Dean and Cochrane. Together, The Frank Skinner Show. Absolute Radio. 746 mm. has texted us and said, what are Frank and the team's thoughts on the latest development in the disturbing Meerkat-Kidman relationship where they're seen giggling and flirting over a romantic candlelit dinner? Yes. Mm -hmm. Well, I've spoken about this before. I find the whole thing pretty <laughs> disturbing. Yeah. The idea that Nicole... Not just because Nicole... Kid, I, you know, I, obviously, as part of it, things, how the mighty have fallen... <laughs> Not just because she's doing an advert, but because she seems to be um, mating with another species. <laughs> Potentially, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. She's on the she's on the slippery slope mm -hmm. to uh, to meerkat physicality. Yeah, and uh, yeah. He, when it was just a date, I thought, well, maybe you yeah. know. But but yes, it's it has. They're more intimate. They've now. up the ante Definitely. now. I hope they're not going. to... Do you remember? There used to be one of Iggy Pop and his own puppy in bed. Oh, that's gross. We're not going to get one of those, are we, with a big slithery meerkat coming out <laughs> from under the duvet? I don't think it's going to get that far, because I think the next one is going to be when their dinners arrive, and obviously oh. Nicole Kidman's will be like a nice, you know, it'll probably be like some grilled fish and some vegetables, but the meerkat's, like, it's going to be, I don't know, some dead rat or some no, something gross, they, like some animal they, they food. Couldn't, you could, they couldn't eat a dead rat, they virtually are a dead rat. That's That'd be point, like those, yeah. that's well, like when they put a cow inside beetles. a horse, inside a pig inside. Would it, would it be some, like... I think they eat I've fish. Seen them, I've seen them fed at the Meerkats. zoo. Oh, so yeah. what? A little white bait, maybe. I think, well, that's if I remember rightly, they got prawns. Really? Yeah. You look shocked. Well, I just <laughs> thought, <laughs> that it's all right. Uh, I thought one of them going human. to bed with Nicole Kidman, <laughs> but eating prawns, that's a bit weird. Oh, no, that's too human for me. I thought they'd have some animal-like What happens food. in this latest advert? They have a dinner, don't they? And then he yeah. gets up, he has to go and see his friend. And yeah. then that's it. I think well, so. hopefully that'll be an end to it. Yeah, you I know, we, we had all this with um, Melanie Sykes and Churchill. True. They were actually filmed on holiday together. Have I you mean, seen that advert where there's a guy chasing sheep around? There's some, some weird advert at the moment where there's a bloke just in a field and it's for a trap, a search I'm engine. Or I'm I just don't understand. No, you're being tense. <laughs> it's I'm dressed up as a plane for a man whose name is Alan with a U. Hey, <laughs> how do you get that nickname? <laughs> absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. I saw a shop uh, this morning on the way in. Unsurprising, as we work in central London, I know. Yes. But, um, and it had those signs all over the window. There was, like, 20 signs saying everything must go. Mm-hmm. And um, it did strike me that it, it seems to work. That You see those shops mm. with the everything must go, and they're packed. People yeah. just, they obey. Law of scarcity. I think it's just so being it told. Is. People That's want to be told what to do. I don't yeah. know why people don't um, put the stickers up when things are still going well with the business. 
Well, Rather than might, leave it to the last minute. You might want yeah. to speak to Sport Direct Mike Ashley about that, because I think that's exactly yeah. his business model. Tell him I recycle his bags on a regular basis. He'd <laughs> <laughs> be delighted to hear it. Yeah. That's what they do, isn't it? You know, everything must go closing down still, and then they open again around the corner, don't they? Mm. What, you mean they lie about it? No, I wouldn't say that on a commercial radio no. station. I think that would be foolhardy. Everything must go, though. I think yeah. we look at that and we think, oh, we better get in there because everything must go. We have a certain duty. Maybe they buy the signs. of life. Maybe they, maybe they buy the everything must go signs. When they say everything, they really mean, oh, no, honestly, everything, even these. We've got to get rid of the everything must go signs. No, so ever. what would you do with one of those? You'd, you'd take it to your shop that... You're closing. What about, is that what they're doing at Absolute Radio? I mean, what you? about if you were when it rushed in for an emergency operation, they find that everything must go, sign in your pocket. <laughs> <laughs> that could go Like a big donor card. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Except when you buy a copy of everything has been donated, there's nothing, just vapour where you used to be. <laughs> be careful anyone who's bought one of those recently. <laughs> <laughs> is that what the OC's doing with the DVDs? Everything must go. There's a bag of DVDs next to me, and it's making me feel ill. Because <laughs> it's just this... Why, why are they all over the studio? It's horrible. What is it? I think it's a big giveaway on the breakfast show. Who wants DVDs? <laughs> I bought DVDs recently in a yeah, sale. Yeah, that's you. In a sale. And we love you, you got it in an Everything on. Must Go sale. I know. Heard of I... Netflix? I mean... Um, These are the people who watch Merlin. Ne I've heard of Netflix. Are they a bit like Towelflix? <laughs> yeah. That you used oh. to get in the changing room very, at school. Very similar. Because yeah. when you get you get them right, not only do they sound a little bit like a car backfiring, but they come sharp. <laughs> I'll tell you that. Yeah, you know, I'll be absolutely honest. I don't really know. Um, this is absolutely true. Now, I don't really know what Netflix is or how you get it. Oh, I love you. For that. <laughs> I, you, I love you. That'll be something to talk about during this uh, <laughs> when we're off air. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Alan Cochran. You can text the show on 81215, follow the show on Twitter at Frank on the Radio, email the show via the Absolute Radio website. Many of you have. Thank you so much. Yes. We've had um, someone uh, tweeted about uh, cars backfiring and said, hence the expression, an old banger. Oh, that never occurred to me before. No. There you go. Of so, course. Now, you know who I think is a bit of a man of the moment is Eddie Redmayne? Mm -hmm. Yes. But Eddie, you... Ridma Eddie Redmayne, can I say, mm. if nominative determinism was accurate, ought to be <laughs> gingerhead. Yeah. Yes. He should be. <laughs> He's let the side down. Yeah. But he did something rather drastic. I was reading this week that he said he decided to swap his smartphone for an old school I won't name the brand but we all know which one we think of. He's, an been, old involved in, he's been involved in more radical swaps recently. <laughs> 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 he says he wants to be able to live in the moment. Mm -hmm. uh, he said he was sick of checking emails all the time and being glued to it. And, there, and you know there's a word for mobile phone addiction. It's called nomo, nomophobia. Nomophobia? Yeah. Oh. No mobile phobia, I think it is. No mobile phone yeah. phobia. <laughs> it's they all sort of took advantage mm. of the fact that phone and phobia have got yes. the same um, prefix. Yeah, for phobia. Yeah, yeah. Telephobia. I'm glad we've telephobia would have been all right. I could be scared of telly though, couldn't it? Yeah, could be scared of telly surveillance. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Imagine that. It's all right. He's gone. <laughs> 
He's probably sitting he there said... being bored to death by Peter Ustinov. <laughs> if he couldn't be bored to death, maybe he could be bored to life by Peter Ustinov. <laughs> Typical me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but he said, as a result, he was on his computer all the time. He said it was yeah. che- checking his emails. He couldn't stop checking his emails. I was a bit like, but well, how many emails do you get? Not being rude, <laughs> but you're an actor. You're not Bill Gates. What are people saying to you? Be at the casting at nine. Yeah, but he's I hot. I mean, stuff. come on. He's hot, though, isn't he, at the moment? He's a hot well, actor. Well, he shouldn't be answering to those sort of emails. He shouldn't be replying. Yeah. I yeah, think he probably gets a lot, but I think they're probably, a lot of them are missable, aren't they? You yeah, know. but I just don't see how admin features that heavily in the life of a Hollywood star. I mean, even Frank has Jenny, the PA. Yeah, <laughs> but I tell you, I lost my, I'm sure Eddie Redman's got a PA. I lost my phone the other day. Yeah. You know when you lose your phone, you get that sick feeling in your stomach. And then when oh, you find it's it, awful. it's like winning the FA Cup. Mm. Yeah. Well, or at least like winning the <laughs> FA Cup was about 30 years ago and it meant something. And, <laughs> and it was that. I lost my phone for like four or five hours and I was mm. sick. And uh, I, it was on silent, so I couldn't do the can oh. you ring my phone thing. Anyway, I found it. And, Where uh, was it? It was it had gone down the side of the chair. Oh, I hate that. You know, uh, the trouble is with the new I've. Uh, can I say I've? I've said yeah, it. I think you yeah. can. I think people know what I was going to say then. Um, it's slim. It's slimmer than normal. So, yeah. it, so th- those sides of the cushion are just calling thin. out. Anyway, I found it. I said I'd lost it four or five hours, and my joy at finding it slightly undercut by the fact there wasn't one message on it no. in that oh, period. Sorry. I don't get many messages. I text you. You do occasionally, but I don't get many messages. Oh. I'll be honest. Okay. It's fine. I can live with that. Mm. Okay. But um, Eddie, I imagine, is a popular man. Yeah. I do tend to think if someone doesn't have a smartphone, if they have one of the phones he's talking about... What do you think? It's like when people don't drive. I always <laughs> think there's, there's probably something missing. <laughs> I think if they were questioned, you'd find a period in their life where they might have disappeared and the family were worried about them. <laughs> there's something a bit gentleman of the roadish about yeah, them. Yeah, you meet people over 30 who say, oh, I don't drive. Mm, I'm sorry. <laughs> Frank, that's I'm so harsh. Why do you say that? Because that, that do you not trust them? I just think this. Of course, you must drive. It's the <laughs> modern world. <laughs> Go and see to that now. <laughs> Go and see to <laughs> it. No, but really, I... but what if you miss the driving window? Because maybe there's. Is a... that the one at the front <laughs> with the wipers? <laughs> no, but Frank, you get maybe once you get to thirty, it gets hard to learn, doesn't it? Mm. Does it? Well, yeah. how do you get to 30 without <laughs> learning to try? OK, if you're so impoverished, but I find that pe- the people, the very poor, have got a driving licence. Many of them do, Can you yeah. imagine if yeah. I said this? <laughs> Can I just say, if there is anybody who lynched. can't drive yet and they're, like, 30... Don't give up. I was 27 <laughs> when I passed my driving test and I'm now a motoring correspondent on a radio show, yeah. so there's hope for us 27, all. 27, I can live with that. Like, thank OK, you. I think I was about 21 and I've now got a Benz, so hang in there. Good for you. <laughs> yeah. Did I mention that? And a smartphone. Yeah. <laughs> but if you're there with the old phone and you're not driving, I can't, if you can't afford it, it's different. But I wonder about people <laughs> that just have thought it's not important. I mean, to drive. They don't think driving is important. <laughs> well, what are they thinking? The Frank Skinner Show. Listen live every Saturday morning from 8 on Absolute Radio. Frank. You've you've really caused something of a sensation with this uh, your view, strong views on driving. Uh, for example, Tom, what if you live somewhere where it's easier to catch public transport oh, than that to drive? Old. That's what people say in London. You don't. Okay, you might live there, but you you do it occasionally. Go out of town. 
Okay, mm-hmm. next. What about an away <laughs> game? <laughs> what about an away game? Frank, Frank, I only passed my test a year ago and I'm 41. Passed first time. So this old dog has learned new, a new trick. Lovely. I also have one of these new dangled phones. Get me, Fiona and Torquay. Well, well done. See, Fiona might have been a late one, but she always knew it was important to learn to drive. She stopped with it. Mm-hmm. Respect. Yeah. I d- can you say new dangled? Was it a misspelling of fangled? No, I like to think that was one of her funny little character I hope quirks, so. I'm that she warming says to Fiona. Yeah, I like And she can drive now. Yeah. Well, probably <laughs> okay, not, given what do you that she passed first time. Or is so she I thinking think one of those... Well, she got mixed up between something that's newfangled and a dongle. Yeah. yeah. Which she thinks is the height, <laughs> the height of uh, cottage edge. Exactly. Ne- next thing, she'll be getting Netflix. <laughs> Well, yes, I... I, I told you what it was in the I break. Think, what did you think? I think you'll like it. I'm um, going to get it. I said, I'll come round this weekend and sign you up. And he said, no, I don't know if I want to commit yet. So well, we will get it for I nothing, weren't he? pounds I've a said month said that to women lots of time when they said, I wanna, I'll come round this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like it might... I don't have the time for Netflix. What do you mean? That's true, I You've think. watched every episode of Celebrity Big Brother this week. <laughs> yes. Why you say that? Be yes, quiet. Some, now we're talking a television masterpiece. Which it really is, by the way. Yes. Um, Frank, 923, I didn't pass till I was 30. I just wasn't responsible enough before then. Byron. Very self Well, Byron. True. It is true of Byron. <laughs> yes. Mad, bad and dangerous to know. Well, what, what do you think of that? Also, he's got a club foot, I think. Can you still say club foot? Can you look that up? <laughs> OK. So, Frank, how would you answer that if he feels he wasn't responsible no, enough? Well, I could say 30. He got under the wire. I mean, that's fine. But he was yeah. someone who at least had bookmarked driving. Yeah. Yeah. But the, the idea that, dry, that you can live in the current times and think driving is, 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 is a choice... <laughs> Then you're just depend. You're one of those people who says, you can uh, drop us off at... No, I couldn't. <laughs> I wouldn't get, drive. Simple as that. OK. Anyway. Not sure how we got here from Eddie Redmayne's phone, though. Well, it was well because, because he's, he's turning re- his back yeah. on technology. Yeah. yeah. See, I kind of... I empathise with that. As mm. as you guys will know, I, I've got a smashed phone. I'm one of those people with a smashed iPhone. You know, the ones that... It's almost like you don't want to pay for the new glass. No, no, I'm, I'm due an upgrade, but just the I imagine that you just, conversation... I is... imagine you stood and threw it against a wall just to be a man of the people. <laughs> <laughs> I actually dropped it whilst it was in a protective case, It's hard because work. I've dropped my phone mm. 20 times. You can imagine at my age... Yeah. How often yeah. I drop it, and it's it never never. You drop breaks. it every time it goes off. You go. Ooh! <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> but I, whenever we're together, and I do want to raise this because I'm going to suggest something pretty rad, mm-hmm. which okay. is that we do, as starting from today. There's a mobile phone amnesty. I don't want people getting their mobile phones out of the brunch. I'm guilty of it. Daisy's the worst offender. <laughs> and uh, this is a precious time for us to spend together. Alan's, Alan's good. He doesn't do it. Well, that's mainly now because on. if I use my phone, then I end up with shards of glass in my fingertips. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> it's so smashed. This Unless I use my cling film life hack, where I put cling no, film on the that screen. Was, that was I mean, what are we doing idea. on these phones? I'm playing Candy Crush normally. Mm-hmm. Daisy's looking at a seven-year-old photo... <laughs> Yeah. Wearing leg warmers or something, <laughs> and yes. you're getting a text from your manager going, "Great, thank you." I'm looking at my um, Herodotus <laughs> app. Is that just You're getting who alerts? I'm actually, I am getting who. I, I tell you, I wouldn't like to live without who alerts. To be fair, well, who would? Well, I mean, let's look at my. Let me just the sort of thing that we miss out on. Let's see what the current. They saved the day the other day when you'd lost your phone for four hours and nobody had called you. Didn't they? Oh, can you imagine the <laughs> glut of Doctor Who news I got? 
Yeah, um, why I love the seeds of doom, you see. Oh, and Robert Banks Stewart has died. So, you know, I wouldn't know either of those things <laughs> if I didn't have who knows. Well, so what do you think to this, my suggestion? Well, the trouble, I'll tell you what, my, oh. I always think if you, it's, I love, I love the, the, the idea, I know, I like mm. where it's coming from, let's go yeah. back to human contact. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, if, what if there was a fire at my house and I didn't know about it? Well, you just get there an hour late. If the, yeah. Well, is that all right? <laughs> no, that used to happen. <laughs> okay. Luckily, I drive. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good point. I um, don't drive a fire we engine. Can <laughs> if, if, if no, you're allowed the rang, ringtone on, but that's rang. it. Okay. You're allowed the ringtone, but nothing else. Okay, well, let's do that then. Because I, I know what you mean. I start showing photos that I've got because I feel conversation slips. If I'm not careful, conversation <laughs> slips into what I would call ordinary people conversation. Yes. And what do people say? They say things like, oh, so what did you eat last night? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right, if anyone talks about food or clothes, Frank hates it. Well, I don't hate it, but you know. I think you can have time off when I'm with you. <laughs> don't don't waste the resources. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Is there only me that when a gadget becomes faulty or damaged, like my phone, or or I have uh, I have a little keyboard for my iPad, and the bit where you put the iPad in, oh yeah, sort of snapped, so it now falls wow. out. <sighs> but rather than get really vexed about it, like a lot of people do, I just stop using it as much. Is that is that normal? I feel That's like there's right. a sort of a stoic calm about me. Is that yes? Is I, that, I, I think of you as a stoic. Certainly. Yeah. Good. Yeah. I'll take that. I well, I bought a shower radio. Oh, did you? You bought something. Yeah, I bought something. <laughs> yeah. You so got it in a goodie bag. I'll tell you something. Show. Can we just the last thing, this? That's the last thing I buy. <laughs> it was. Um, Why didn't you just mention it on here and then tell people you didn't want it? Well, I didn't. I didn't know then. That I don't like doing that anyway. Can I say that the the, the booty I got today was accidental? Thank you very much. <laughs> Respect. Um, <laughs> So I bought a, a shower radio. Have you ever seen them? Uh, I've heard of. Oh, such is it called a, a shower ranger? Shower radio. Oh, I thought it was shower ranger. Ma- it's a man who wanders around in the shower, <laughs> like a like pod a on power ranger. Yeah, I like that. Now it's a power shower. Mm. Power shower ranger. <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's in the shape of a fish, I suppose, because it's waterproof. It's mm-hmm. um, they they want to um, intimate that by its um, shape. I'm going to drive that point home. Yeah, so I, it sticks, it's, it's got a soccer on the back of it, so you stick it on the wall of your shower and then just tune into the radio. When it first worked... But I'd be was... stiff with stress. Why? The th- or the thought of it, fo- not the sucker failing and mm. it falling into the shower. Well, it's in the shower. It's all right if it gets wet because it's waterproof. What if it breaks and all the wires come out? <laughs> well, that'd be terrible, <laughs> admittedly. Um, don't, don't think it's like a robot that's going to attack <laughs> the, the owner. No, but it was nice because you know if you put the the radio on outside the show, you never really hear it. No. I mean, no. I, it's not so bad since I've moved on to the, the sort of that that I don't turn the water on till the you know just the beginning and the end. Of course, yeah. But anyway, I was very pleased with this thing. It lasted about less than a fortnight. And one morning I put it oh. on, and I'm not exaggeration. I, I switched it on, and it went. Ee! <laughs> the most terrifying, like a parrot in a blender type of sound. Are you and sure I'll that t- wasn't Kath? And I was turning the tuning thing, and it, and it just continued like that. So it was, it was, I mean, it was terrifying. I couldn't turn the volume <laughs> down. I couldn't stop this horrible screeching. Do you think it was a sign, like your watch being at the right time? That yeah. Do you think it was a sign? Well, <laughs> I'm trying to tell you something. Well, it's been a while ago, so it must have happened. Oh. Mm. But anyway... Um, 
I I left it in there. It was on there for ages. It became you know when something's been in the shower for a bit, it gets that sort of film, that silvery film <laughs> oh, on it. Oh yeah, yeah. That's it got nice. that, and every now and again, I mean, literally like every five or six <laughs> weeks, I just think, well, maybe <laughs> <laughs> just in case it didn't somehow write it. It's in the end, I I binned it. What a day that was. Yeah, you see, I wouldn't have that, Frank, because I love a I love a sing song in the shower. I have a shower song. Oh. I, or, do you have a song you always sing? I have a selection. Well, I'll tell you, I want to hear yours and yours, Alan. I always sing, for some <laughs> extraordinary reason, uh, Chesney Hawks, I Am The One And Only. Oh, OK. Because I think I sing it very well in I the shower. I, I, not I, out of it. Forgive me for this, but I think you probably sing that song fairly frequently, <laughs> not just in the shower, <laughs> isn't it? When I'm in the shower, I sing You Are The One And Only, <laughs> whilst pointing. What? Oh, Christ. Sorry, everyone. Can I, can I do, that, do that again, Steve? Um, what, live? <laughs> oh. What do you sing, Frank? I sing Blue Bayou, the, the old Roy Orbison sort of semi-hit. Oh, lovely. I feel <laughs> so sad, I've got a trouble mind. It, the echoes of the shower, yeah. it gives you a sort of the big O type. Yeah. What about you, Al? Money, money, money. Raindrops keep falling on my head. You don't I, I don't, that but I will from now on because I've just thought of it. That's a good idea, yeah, isn't it? Respect to Mundo. <laughs> you do you sing in the show? Uh, yeah, but I don't have a particular song. I'll just, oh, uh, I'll mix it up. I'll you know? sit with you. <laughs> bit, of, bit of Les Mis, That's bit of Phantom. Say. Well, I like all sorts of music, really. Really? <laughs> in that case, you like no music. <laughs> now learn to drive. Absolute. Absolute Radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Have any of you ever used a selfie stick? No. 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 Me neither. I, I use something called a photographer. That's <laughs> <laughs> my selfie stick. <laughs> um, 936 has texted us. Hi, Frank. You said on Room 101 that you can't ride a bike. As you say, you always like to be learning something. I wonder why the bike is a no-go. I'd like to set a challenge that you're able to ride a bike to the studio within four weeks. Blimey. Your son will be proud, as will Britain. Cheers, yeah. Daz Humphreys. That's a good point. I now, think. what do you say to that? Because I, I wonder whether that is a slight, you know, there's a bit of a dig that you've been criticising people for not driving, yet you can't ride a bike. Um... Because I should well, say I can't didn't, believe he didn't, make, he didn't make that dig. I think that's... You've added that. Well, no, I've I added that because I'm no, defensive I because I can't ride a bike. I think he is making that dig, though. Is I do, yeah. yeah, yeah I well, you so. could say that a bike is essentially a child's vehicle and the car <laughs> is for grown-ups. I agree. I agree. Yeah, so I think that's fair enough. And also, Frank, when I tried... I was with my goddaughter, Honey, recently. We went away. Neither of us are great at riding bikes. No. And both her parents were laughing at us because we couldn't ride the bikes. And Honey brilliantly pointed out, when in your life is someone going to say, quick, grab these bikes? <laughs> Which I yeah. thought was a very good observation. You will need to drive. That's a life skill. You don't really mm. need the bike. No, mm. I mean, at the same... I know I know. Alan is very pro-bike. Is he? Um, he he, he thinks school. once, thinks twice, thinks bike. Yes. <laughs> yes, um, I do. I did, um, I don't know if this, I, I, I must have mentioned this in the past, we've been on air now for, I think, seven years nearly? Just today, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Feels yeah. like it. Uh, that was just a watch anecdote. <laughs> <laughs> I like that in the end. Oh, there you go, I turned it round. You did. <laughs> That's why it said eight o'clock instead of <laughs> half past two. Yeah. No, but I did have lessons, do you remember that? 
In biking? Yes, I do. Yeah. I do remember no, that. I remember the um, swimming my ones, lo- The not. local council where I live gave free bicycle lessons, so I had uh, a couple of lessons there. So mm-hmm. you learnt? What the man didn't like is when he, he said stop, I, I leapt off rather than <laughs> pressing <laughs> the brakes. Mm-hmm. There was a point, I, I didn't think this would happen, the bike sort of carried on without yeah. me. Like, yeah. you know when a jockey falls off a horse? You get those, like, really... Never does a horse look more stupid than when it continues in a horse race. <laughs> continues jumping <laughs> fences on its own. You think, look at our horse. What's he... What is his motivation? So, anyway, I did that, and I I was a bit nervous. And then I, I, I went into the country for some lessons. Mm. Right. Um... Oh, you've given it a good old go. <clears throat> yeah, on the quiet road, and, and, I, and I paid this time. I paid a man to do it, and he's wow. very nice. And I was actually riding a bike. I was riding around this sort of... Um, they, they, they had cars on, but they weren't <coughs> roads, roads. And right. then he said to me, and I'm going to be upfront about this, he said, next time we'll go out on the road. And I became so frightened, I cancelled the next lesson. Oh. oh. I understand that. There you go. So, um... Yes, but I do. I would like to be able to just, you know, jump on my bike and uh, and tootle across London. Would I think, you? I think we can do this. I think yeah. We, yeah, I don't think it's beyond you. I like the idea of people... Um, is it beyond me? It is a bit. No. I think I, I, I wear the wrong clothes for it. Well, I was Reader of the Year in 1999, <laughs> and when you yeah. look at some Been of the bombs on bikes, since, you? you think, I'd like people in cars staring at my bomb like this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah especially when you get a bit of rain down the cleavage. <laughs> Oh. Excellent. You're listening to the Frank Skinner podcast from Absolute Radio. Want your Frank fix a little sooner? Listen live every Saturday from 8am on Absolute Radio. Across the UK on digital radio, mobile apps, and in London and the South East on 105.8 FM. Absolute Radio. We've had a text, Frank should learn to ride a bike because then he'll never have to stop at a red light again. Can <gasps> we just say that we totally disagree with the uh, Yes, I can we say that Absolute Radio thinks that cyclists should stop at red lights. Yes, yeah. but he should learn to ride a bike, because why not? Um, yeah, I agree. We've got some emails in, I thought we were uh, thinking of you, oh, should, we to, should we go to the corner? You're sashaying again, are you? Yeah, why not? <laughs> Um, oh, let me see. Oh, I'll sing it because we can't find it. No, no. Any excuse. I love that. It's good, isn't it? Dear Frank, Emily and Alan, long-time reader, I've listened to every podcast since the first ones in 2009 and... Shut up. Honest. And all the Not The Weekend podcasts back then. God, I forgot they existed. Oh, I know they're out that there. little studio. They're out there. You were talking recently about things you don't like the sound of. On a similar subject, something I don't like the feel of is the front cover of the Guinness Book of Records, 1998. <laughs> 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 yeah, I know what you mean. Oh, totally. <laughs> it's got... A- it's got like a 3D hieroglyph. Can I just say it like that? It's got like a 3D hieroglyphic, which feels strange to touch. I call it the zizzy sound and feel. <laughs> That's from Danny bit- Elson. I love Danny Dan- Elson. He's yeah, my Dan- kind of guy. Yeah, he's. Uh, it was worth waiting for his first ever example contact. of an excellent yeah. email. I think. Yeah. Is it the one that was? There was one that was a bit spiral, a bit like vertigo spirally on the cover of the. Uh, no, Guinness I know what he means. It is like the little visa symbol thing. And mm-hmm. it's all, oh, I don't, I, I know exactly, it's too, it's yeah. raised. It makes me feel a bit ill as well. I think actually we were sent the recent Guinness Book of Records and it yes. also has a hieroglyphic. Yeah. Oh, I oh. forgot that. 
it makes me feel like sometimes when I watch the snooker on the television and they rub their hand on the table, it makes yeah. But other times it doesn't when I'm not thinking about the felt. Okay. <laughs> it's weird, isn't it? I, um, I um, handled a pig the other week. And, <laughs> uh, are we still on air? You're on air. <laughs> and, uh, uh, you know, whenever pigs, whenever pigs are de- depicted graphically, depicted. that is in cartoons, depicted, yeah. <laughs> Um, I'm still, I still don't like this. You know when they're depicted graphically, like in a butcher's window, and that they might oh, have yeah. an apron on and stuff yeah. like that. Oh yeah. Or I suppose cartoon pe- pigs, obviously yeah. Peppa Pig, or yeah. um, mm-hmm. or, or those kind of uh, piggly. Mm. They, they, they're always smooth in appearance. <clears throat> yeah. Really, yes. s- really smooth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But. Um, in, re- in, yeah, in the real world, I, I touched this pig and it was... And I liked it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I touched a pig and I <clears throat> No, I didn't like it. It was really hairy and coarse. Your witness? You know that, coarse. You know that hair you find on crackling? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh, but, I but, know that but, hair. But underdone. I think they should be sheared like sheep and then that their hair should be... You should be able to buy a pig hair waistcoat. Mm. It's not good hair. It's it's um it's bristly, sinuous and bristly. Yeah, yeah. but th- there can be a use for that. It would. Uh, it it's would, a bit. It would can fill I a be hassock. honest? What that hair is, Frank? It's a bit what you'd expect to find over under a middle-aged man's hat. Oh, when, maybe. He, when he hasn't had the transplant. Or a middle-aged pig's hat. <laughs> so they don't seem to have it on their head. No, Weird. no. that's that's a strange turnaround. <laughs> the whole pig world is topsy turvy. <laughs> <laughs> no hair on the head. The back. Should have gone to next savers. <laughs> That's what I say. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Well, M. Knight is pointing out on Twitter holographic, not hieroglyphic, unless the Guinness Book of Re- Work Records was made in the desert by slaves. Oh, I thought it, I thought <laughs> well, it, I thought it meant... was an Egyptian... Yeah, that's what I thought. I thought it was going to be, like, the most... Oh, it's um, a hologram. So it's a hologram. Yeah, when you tilt it one way, you see oh, a picture and the other... And, thank you, They are Knight. quite scratchy, aren't they? You know, last week you were saying... They're itchy and scratchy. You were wondering what happened <laughs> to those um, really thick rubber gloves that you used to see on telly that were in, built in laboratories. Yeah, for yes, that, that was Frank's version of whatever happened to Spangles. Yeah. Whatever yeah. happened to those laboratory <laughs> gloves. For handling <laughs> isotopes. Yeah, those laboratory <laughs> gloves. They're the only way that I can read the Guinness Book of Records because of that yeah. scratchy oh. cover. So they do okay. come in handy. On the... On the uh, we, uh, we're talking about things that... Uh, I'm talking to the audience now, don't panic. Um... <laughs> I don't do this often, it will be all right. <laughs> We're talking about things we don't like the feel of, keep it clean. Yes. Um, I, on the book front, i tell you what I hate. You know when you get a dust cover on a book? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then it slips a bit, and you pick the book up, and you think you're going to get the solid cardboard or the hardback, and you get the unsupported, oh. sharpish end of the slipped book cover. Goodness, that's specific. I hate that. I like I like that you've even picked up on that. Yeah, it's really... It's it's the thing where we felt so sturdy and now it feels so weak. Now, mm. um, like, so, like so many things. <laughs> yes, yeah. like us all, eventually. Um, now, boys, where do you stand on velvet? Because I've encountered a number of men in my life and that's the end of that story. <laughs> <laughs> and the majority of them don't like velvet. Mm. How do you feel about velvet? I I, I don't like it uh, the way it collects the lint. 
No. Oh, yeah. It's I a lint magnet. Yeah. Isn't it very good for not picking up creases, though? So a, a well, velvet, exactly. A velvet exactly suit that. Yeah. Is that useful? right? Yeah, yeah. A vel- you wouldn't wear a suit, velvet. On uh, a jacket, I can imagine, oh, no, in extreme circumstances. <laughs> extreme? I what sort of extreme circumstances? Well, I don't think I've ever owned a velvet anything. A velvet oh. suit apparently is very good for the performer because you can chuck it in your bag and then boom, it doesn't yeah, need but doesn't Once need you start going on stage in a velvet <laughs> suit, what, what are you going to do? <laughs> Go compare. I'm going to start wearing velvet suits for my. You are not. For my downbeat, are you? slightly miserable stand up. Are you going to get all big white <laughs> that teeth as well? That would be fun, wouldn't Don't it? get the teeth. No, I can't. I, I can't. Um, you can't picture that. Me going. Have you ever noticed pizza toppings? They're like this. Did I tell you? I watched that. Did you watch that Dominic Sandbrook documentary about um, popular entertainment? I think I've got it on the old Sky Plus. And he was talking about the Beatles and what a massive influence. Did I tell you about this before? What a massive influence the Beatles were. And he found an old copy of the Sunday Times from like '64, and someone had written in a letter. Defending the Beatles because people saying oh, they should not have got an MBE and all this, and he said, "No, it's absolute." You know, this bloke said, "You forget, you know, that their great achievements." He said, "No one can measure what they've done for the British corduroy industry." <laughs> <laughs> and of all the things you have said about the Beatles, that that's one that tends to get forgotten. It does get overlooked. Yeah. And corduroy, I, I, I'm low. I, I don't think I could wear a corduroy suit. I used no. to own a corduroy suit. Yeah. Oh no. Mm. Corduroy shoes. Brown. Do you remember when they were big? Oh yeah, I Th- quite like those. Anyway, this is getting a bit. This is getting a bit <laughs> spangles now. <laughs> but you don't like the feel of velvet, is that what don't you're saying? Don't like velvet. Uh, I know this is a bit basic, but of, of cotton wool. I mean, really? that's no surprise there. I don't mind like that. Cotton wool. Like yeah. cotton wool. Oh no, I'm all right with that. Are you getting cotton wool confused with rock wool? The, no. Uh, quite abrasive cladding fabric that is used oh in the God, building I've forgotten trade. all about that rock wall. I mean, that's really sore. You don't want that. Okay. Especially don't get it confused with cotton wool. Is this the strangest link we've ever done? <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, I'm letting it run as well. I've got <laughs> a note saying, please press the adverts, but I'm just ignoring it, because I just... I'm, it's, sort of pl- it's the sort of link that might go somewhere good if we wait maybe an hour and 45 minutes. <laughs> Let's give it a go. How long should we wait? I've got no appointments. No, no, I think we've got to go. I've got red lights. <laughs> Absolute... Absolute Radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Alan Cochran. You can text us on 81215, follow the show on Twitter at Frank on the Radio, email us through the Absolute Radio website. Um, as, as you guys may or may not know, I'm not a particularly massive news junkie. I'm not one of those people that's always glued to the 20... But I do scan the Daily Mail occasionally. Do you? For, um, yeah, just for funny stories, basically. Don't and you just look at some unknown American actress in a bikini? That's why people go to the Daily Mail. How online. dare you? Totally. That's not the kind of guy I am. Somebody with a surname for a... For a Cochrane Allen. When I, yeah, when I saw saw this curves. Skinner Frank looking, showing... Merv Wilborough, <laughs> what he's missing. <laughs> <laughs> that kind of news. No, showing Dean that's Emily. Not, that's not what yeah. I'm all about, but let me just tell you this. When I saw this headline, I had to take my iPad over to my wife and show it to her, and she lolled. She ruffled nearly. She lolled. Very nearly ruffled. Did she ruffle-copter her? She wasn't quite at that stage, okay. but she was definitely lol. The headline reads, Good Samaritan buys a McDonald's meal for a homeless man she saw eating pots of ketchup 
only to find it was an ordinary customer waiting for his order. And that's a headline. That's a long what, headline. What did they granted. find to write underneath that? <laughs> it just says, as above. Yeah. <laughs> See above. Pretty much. Pretty much. Um, oh, I really enjoyed this story. I, I did. I've never really got that thing of people buying people dinner. Oh, I thought you meant the homeless. I, I don't get that either. No. Oh, hang so on. So sorry, what, Kevin. We on, we you, on don't, air? <laughs> you don't understand why someone would buy someone else dinner? I just think... <laughs> <laughs> it's not that tricky a concept, is it? Yeah. I've, I've been off the singles market for a while, what can I say? Um, L- lucky no, that, for you, then. No, but that thing of, like, assuming that somebody is homeless and, right. and buying them a sandwich or something, I just think, well, talk to the person, surely, and say, yeah, do you so want a sandwich? Yeah, it's a much cheaper option. Yeah, but you, you can't go have, over and say, are oh, you homeless? You would you rather have the money for white lightning like or whatever it is that you're going to buy with it? You know, I'm just... Well, I have heard, and I don't know if this is true, but I've heard of people saying that they've given uh, homeless people sandwiches and they've just thrown them at mm-hmm. them in rage. Yeah, yeah, I've heard mm. that. But that seems unlikely, doesn't <clears> it? <throat> but that's not what happened. She no. saw the no. guy, he unshaven be- man with rucksack, feasting on tomato sauce. He was <laughs> yeah. eating it directly from the dispenser. To be but, fair. But it doesn't mean one of those squidgy tomato ones, does it? They, you don't get no, those in McDonald's. The, uh, like the big... Yeah. But when he was really eating it, what did he have? as like a water fountain? Like yeah, a drinking yeah, yeah. fountain? <laughs> or was it in his hands? Where was the ketchup going? I think probably he was underneath it like a, you know, like... You a might, drinking fountain. Like you might drink yeah. out of the, 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 the... Say the private parts of an ice sculpture. Sometimes people like drink vodka, vodka out of. I go there? Yeah. <laughs> well, that's what I said when I saw it. <laughs> um... Yeah, couldn't I just wait till it's coming out of the knee, I said. And they said, no, no, we haven't got all night. Um, She was so embarrassed. She uh, ran out of the restaurant in shame. I think Mm. restaurant's probably too strong a word. But, yeah, yeah. Can I say, I... Says the man who thinks it's an extravagance to buy someone dinner. (laughs) I was cooking myself dinner the other night. Mm -hmm. And I was warming up a a shepherd's pie. Lovely. And and then I'd got um, some oven chips... It's a lot of potato. I isn't love it? that. It's a lot of potato. Any salad? What Any greens? Yes, some waffles. Um, well, yes. I, I so I had some. Um, <laughs> I had. Um, they are waffly versatile. Yeah. I had some uh, beetroot, just from the packet, uncooked. Just I was just eating that, just cold. Oh, that's a strange. I quite like that. Strange so, bedfellow. So that's... what I did was why while the. Um, Shepherd's pie was warming up, and the oven chips were doing. I ate the beetroot because right. I thought, not, I don't have to eat them all together no. while they're cooking. I might as well eat this bit. Well, exactly. I reckon this bloke has thought, well, while I'm waiting for the burger, <laughs> yeah. I might as well have the ketchup now, save time. That's yeah. a good point. That's it's all, it's all, as they, as they used to say, it's all goes down the same hole. That's true. I have to admit, I've eaten ketchup on its own. Mm-hmm. I mean, never straight from the dispenser, ice sculpture style. But I have, if there's a big blob left on the plate, mm. I'll eat that. First time I did this show, we were walking through the, uh, the offices downstairs and you ate a sugar cube just off a table that was in a bowl. I'm a bit like a horse in that respect. <laughs> I didn't want to say it, but yeah. <laughs> I love a sugar cube. I, um... Maybe he was using it as stage blood to up his begging money <laughs> later. <laughs> is, that, is that a possibility? And I love the fact that she said she was absolutely mortified. I've got to tell you, this woman, a guy that's standing in the queue eating tomato sauce is 
not that unhappy about having to have two Big Macs. I think, he was, out, I think yeah. he was out of table, wasn't he? Oh, I, was think, he? I think it's. Does it's she sad. buy food for everyone she thinks is hungry? She should come into our office at InStyle. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly think that he was—he was just—he was just, just saving time. If he'd have been yeah. waiting for a fillet o' fish, mm-hmm. well, my you know that so I love one of my favourite Irish singer-songwriters. If he'd been waiting for a fillet o' fish, he'd have been having the tartar up yeah. front. That's my theory. Yeah. If that man is listening, um, then he's he's not homeless. As we've established that, so it's all right to mock him. I think so. Yeah. Well, respect. Well done, mate, for uh, having a house. <laughs> <laughs> oh, press the button, Frank. I don't want to. <laughs> You're listening to Frank Skinner's podcast from Absolute Radio. I did feel quite sorry for this woman, though, because that mm. was a good deed gone a little bit wrong. But wasn't she? Doesn't she come out of it well? She, she did. I think it. she went to the papers as well. Yeah, I like that. I was absolutely mortified. I had to rush straight to the press because yeah. she's basically saying I'm a good person. Yeah. yeah. Ultimate. I was in a, a cafe once in Harborne in Birmingham, right, and occasionally there was what what they used to call in those days tramps. Um, was a bloke about oh, yeah. 50 odd who came in with about nine overcoats, one of those old traditional. And he, they used to let him sit in there and have a cup of tea, and they were mm-hmm. very, uh, you know, they never chucked him out. Mm. And a bloke came in, and uh, I'm still picturing, he had like a trilby and that on. He came in and he went over to this, uh, can you still say tramp? You can if it's retrospective. Yeah. He went over to this tramp, he says, mate, you, you don't drive a, a blue Ford Mondeo. <laughs> Because <laughs> it was part like he was blocking his car in, oh. and the chap went, uh, "No, no, I don't, I don't, sir." No, oh. it was. I thought, why did you think he did? <laughs> because he thought even he would drive. <laughs> <laughs> Looking back, I, he, was, he was right. What about my incident at the stables? So this is at my stables, as you know. I'm an equestrian these days. I'm mm. at my stables. There's uh, the little bit where you pay. And there's a mother with her child. She must have been about seven or eight, the child. And uh, another, a bloke walks in with his daughter, who's a bit younger, about five or six. Suddenly, the little, the younger child starts talking, as they do, to the seven or eight-year-old, you know, getting to know her. And the seven or eight-year-old pushed the, the younger child, and I thought it wasn't very nice. No. The mother said nothing, which I thought was rather rude, just said, that wasn't very nice. <laughs> And the, fa- the father <laughs> walked out with the girl. So I felt so sorry for this father and her daughter, and I thought something had to be said. So I yeah. walked over and I said, can I just say I thought that was horrible, and I hope your daughter's OK. And he looked at me, slightly horrified, and he said, well, you know what sisters are like. <laughs> oh. oh! I criticised his other daughter! It was oh. all- and his wife, and... Well, you hadn't said anything really bad, though. Well, you I was about to. That terrible <laughs> woman. <laughs> and that horrid child. I didn't have to. My face said it all. Mm. Oh, that could have gone wrong. What about, I was in uh, Birmingham, sitting having uh, a, a meal, and out, it was a, it was freezing cold. This yes. has been this has been several years ago mm. uh, when it used to get cold. Oh yeah, and um, and there was a, a, a busker outside, and um, she looked blue with the cold, frozen, mm. and I felt really sorry for her. So I, I I went out as when I left, I went over and gave her twenty pounds. Right. Whoa. Yeah. And uh, this is a different version of a, I suppose, of a good deed gone wrong, because um, that was it. Mm. 
I, you know, I walked away and left it. To be honest, I've never really got over it. <laughs> <laughs> Even now, I think, when I said it then, yeah. I thought, why did I do that? <laughs> 20 pounds. <laughs> so, um... Why did you do oh, that? No, what you wasted that on? Well, I could have bought something good with it that I'd have liked. Yeah. But really, I've never quite got over it. I can see why you're telling this story, but I could also see, like, the agony in your face. Yeah. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. We've had a text in. I'm not sure if this will... Uh, be answerable. Hi there, is DAB coming soon to Gothland, do you know? Where's Gothland? Is that a bit of is Yorkshire? That, is it Gothland? G-O-A-T-H. Oh, oh I thought it was Gothland. I thought it might be, um... <laughs> Robin Where's Hood's th- Bay. Yeah, something, something <laughs> like that. I thought yeah. it was Camden Town. Yes. Is DAB coming soon to Gothland, do you know? Yes, it is. OK. <laughs> I so think it's, uh, seven, six, Feb, three. Feb 11. Feb 11. <laughs> Yeah, um, you're, uh, I'm not sure if they. I don't have a time. I don't have a time with me, but we can. Uh, I'm not sure if they realise they've texted Absolute Radio. Maybe they think they've I texted think somebody else. My favourite tweet we've had this morning is from Thomas Story, who's referring back to you were mentioning an email you'd got in with a strange apostrophes in it. Oh yeah. And he says odd characters instead of apostrophe means your email client doesn't properly support Unicode characters. Oh. There you go. Oh, <laughs> that was my second guess. <laughs> no, surely there's no such thing as a Unicode. Good point. It's a mythical I went creature. to school with a kid called Tom Story. He was one of those kids who looked like um, a, a man was in the class. Like he was, you know, muscular and hairy and stuff when he was like. Oh, I love 11. those. Yes, those oh, men. Really? Child men. I yeah. know them. I remember we used to kick the ball really hard and spot the whole game. Oh. Anyway, if you're listening, <laughs> good, Tom. Good story. I wonder if yeah. he's um, caught up or if he's still, like, you know. Maybe. Can I just... There's one final... Well, it might not be the final one, but mm-hmm. it, it's pretty... Uh, she's quite emphatic. This is from Gillian in Huddersfield on the subject of not driving. I'm 47 and have never learned to nor wanted to learn to drive. It is not because I am poor or intellectually challenged or a freak... I just don't want to. I like trains and buses. <laughs> now, okay. did you uh, deliberately edit that? Because I think they said uh, it's not because I'm a POV, which is... Yes, uh, I believe that's an offensive thing to say. It is an offensive, but yeah, I haven't I heard it like for it. so long. I've never heard that before. I don't uh, like it. I thought it was not I think uh, it's very acceptable. Yorkshire, that. Oh, is it? <laughs> it's really Yorkshire. It means like a poverty thing. I think it is, yeah. I've like never, never heard that before. It's I did edit that. I, I didn't feel it would sound good coming from my I'm accent. sorry to highlight it. <laughs> well, Cockrell put it, really, it back. It really made me laugh. Um, I, uh, I, I I had some tech support recently, and mm. I, I've got to tell you, I feel like I might have overreacted. I had a what I think was a privacy invasion. I we've had some internet problems. We changed supplier and EE. Uh, you know, it's not. All right. Did you anyway. clear, did you clear history, love? Blah blah blah. Well, <laughs> bear with. Okay. Um, Here's what happened. We ended up having an engineer come round and saying, oh, yeah, your Wi-Fi's not... I love that they're called engineers. 
Yeah. You know, engineers should be, it should be like Perkins in... Exactly. Uh, <laughs> Mommy on the Orient Express. Should be blue overalls covered in grease. And a, oh. and a, and a muffler. Well, he was more, he was more like that than, you know, engineer as in horn rim spectacles and a bow tie. He right, was definitely okay. more of the, uh, high-vis jacket, thick safety boots, oh, like, yeah. massive hands. What, to do your computer? To do the Wi-Fi on, like, the broadband and all that stuff. Yeah. So he ended up out on the street and then he's coming oh, in. Well, Haven't we all loved? So next thing, I'm in the kitchen making myself a cup of tea and my wife shouts, Alan, can you come through, please? And I walk oh. through... And this massive-handed man is there with my iPad in his hand. She's put the code in. She's well, of course it she up. has. Bet she has. They're on the internet, and and he goes, "How come you've got all these different bits up, and why are they running like that? Like four or five different, you know, when you yeah. leave your yeah, you click on tabs. them yeah. win- tabs, yeah. tabs. That's the one. Yeah. I'm not very technological, but I had like five but tabs. Sure, that's open. his job to look at stuff like that, isn't he? At mine, isn't he? I'm not sure that he should just be given my iPad by my wife and then he's there with his well, big hands and his high vis jacket. It's all gone a bit just... Robin Asquith confessions of an engineer. Who's, the, who's, the, who's the villain in this story? The wife? Uh, yes. The engineer? <laughs> yeah. The person with something the to The engineer, hide. the comedian and her lover. <laughs> I don't. I don't, I didn't like the fact that he could see what websites what I looked at. What have you got, to, what hide? Have you got to hide? Well, they're pretty boring. Like you know, not Bigfoot babes. No. <laughs> <laughs> More boring than that. It was like, oh, okay. well, come on, you know like, your accountant, see your bank statements. Yeah, that's different though, isn't it? He's not wearing high vis and safety boots and having massive hands. And I only let my accountant him. see my bank statements because I like watching him punch the air. <laughs> <laughs> but then he was like, my wife said, "Oh, do you need all she these?" Said, oh. open? She said, "Do you need all these open?" And I was yeah. thinking, "Well, I don't need the oh, article." So she was on his side. I hate it when. People come round from outsiders. I do. And your partner sides with them on things. Totally. I have this with the Jehovah's Witnesses. And also, like five windows were open on the on the iPad. That's not what's slowing down our internet in this day and age. Of course, it's, it's 2016. They could put a man on the moon, can't they? Like Tim Peake wasn't going. Oh, I'd better close eBay before I do the spacewalk. Yeah, but in some, case of those, I some of those the machine. Big, fe- big feet sites they take you to places that are. <laughs> they've got the, the they've got a varus. They think, take you I to the sort of places where a lot of a lot of pop up poker windows come up. If yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. I mean. Yeah, yeah, you can get lots of. I mean, I I went on Bigfoot Babes. Um, I, got, I didn't get a virus, I got a Veruca. <laughs> <laughs> absolute, absolute, absolute Radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. So my question basically is, did I overreact or was my wife right to give a complete stranger my iPad and put the pin number in so that he could see that I read really boring articles about how to stretch your muscles after a workout or... Was that how I explained them away? AA yes. routes from Peterborough to... Yeah, that sort of stuff. I mean, really Ladies dull. who lunge. No, that not that. Not that. Like, more boring than that. Like, just literally articles about lunges were <laughs> really boring. I don't know what you think, Frank. I would say there's no heroes in this story. Really, I mean, everyone has their own shame. Well, yes. I think if he was he offering help other than the you've got too many things open, no tabs, and then he didn't fix it, and we had to upgrade to what's it, fiber optic or something. Ugh. You see, since I've uh, how can I put it, reformed as far as the internet is concerned, <laughs> um, I'm I'm my, I'm so proud of my history now. I want the world to see. All mm. oh, right. You know what I mean? It, it just I, it makes me feel pure. 
Mm. So I, I feel, I don't know, I mean, I, I'm not calling you a liar, but it just you sound like a man who's hiding something. No, well, there's private browsing for that sort of stuff, isn't there? But I'm, I'm Is there? Know, I don't know, I'm out of touch. Of course you don't. Don't need it anymore. Whatever. Yeah, don't well, need it anymore. So what did you do? Oh, did you there? snatch it? Did you snatch it away from him? I, I, I sort of went, yeah, these are the windows that are up. I was looking at them thinking, well, the Brain Pickings is a website that I go to. It's full of, like, kind of intelligentsia articles. Uh-huh. I don't think that would have been up Brain Pickings, from... that'll be the dating site for the... Uh... For the intelligence, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That'll be the Slim Pickings fan <laughs> site. You know, Slim Pickings was. Used to play the sort of. Used, well, I don't know, Sheriff. I'm back to my old t- West, Wild West old time. You know, that's where your, I feel at home. That's your comfort zone. It is, yeah. Mm. Sure is. You know, you're a pretty looking lady. That's anyway. why when you go for auditions, Frank. For, for things like the West Wing, you don't get them because you you can't do an American yeah. accent without doing that one. No, well, I was explaining this to David Tennant only recently. Oh, what were you saying? Twang. That I went, I had to do this thing, and it, I, it, was, a, it was an American drama, and I read a, a part for it, I auditioned for it. And you didn't do the old oil perspective voice, I, I, did you? I did, I did, the, and so I had to say, oh, sorry, I thought you knew I'm gay, or I think that was the line. <laughs> Say in that vote in the voice. Yeah, so the only well, American accent. So I said, "Well, I'm sorry, <laughs> I thought you knew I'm gay," and I didn't get the part. <laughs> but there must be Americans that talk like that all the time. Yeah, maybe not saying that. <laughs> but they tend to have clay pipes, which you don't get in the big American dramas. Anyway, what else? Well, Hello. <laughs> <laughs> This uh, my pan, my new master pan. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, can I can I ask you a question? What, sure. A, a broil. Yeah. To broil something. What mm. is that? Isn't it um, like to do you sh- know shallow boil it? Oh, is it? It's a, is it? I thought. Yeah. That, well, isn't that just boiling it? Oh, it's a that version R, of boiling. That R signifies something. I thought it might be a cross between f- to fry and to. I suppose that'd be to froil. <laughs> Mm. But broil, it's something you hear said, but I've never really questioned what it was before. Um, someone will know. Someone will know, it. so uh, 999 has texted what? us. What? Oh. oh, yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> Can you tell them uh, I popped out for a minute for some 20 no, metres diversion? it's that fireman I met ten years ago. Uh, he says, Alan, novice mistake, always close your tabs. That's yeah. it. There you go. Novice mistake, Frank. No need for that. Unless you're uh, uh, working a convent. <laughs> Unnecessary. <laughs> Skinner, Dean and Cochran. Together, The Frank Skinner Show. Absolute Radio. Um, I've had some support in from 855. Hello, yeah. lovelies. I had to have work. IT look at my laptop and had celebrityheights.com and Ministry of Waxing open, mortified. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Ministry of Waxing. I like the sound <laughs> feel, feel your pain that, there. Is that auto 787. Frank, broil means to grill, not boil, to the numpty there. Love, Steve. That's directed <clears throat> to Alan, the numpty. <clears throat> so broil is the same <laughs> boil. But if broil is the same as grill, why have to... Exactly. It's an Americanism, isn't it? Oh. It's American corruption. But they say grill, don't they? They do. They also say broil. And they say griddle. They say loads of it's words, It's a zucchini courgette thing all over again. <laughs> OK. You say zucchini, I say courgette. I say gambaccini. Oh, OK. 
Um, Respect. Another, <laughs> another uh, wild difference Respect. between America and the UK is the tipping culture, isn't it? I, uh, I, I saw an article saying that the British don't typically tip as much as the... Oh, I love typically tip. Well, Do you tip your hairdresser and takeaway delivery driver, the yes. headline said? Yes. I don't have a takeaway delivery driver, oh, I but do. I <laughs> tip my hairdresser £20. 20 Yeah. See, see I'm even me. feeling anxious about that. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah, yeah but it's, it's all percentages. If you're paying 200 quid for a hairdo... I can't say what I'm paying, but no. yeah, it seems reasonable. £10 to the washer as well. Wow. pounds to the washer. That is a lot of tip. Yeah. See, my wife, I thought... <laughs> I it cost in these high-end salons? I thought that my wife paid £38 for her haircut, and so it was a, like, awkward price to tip, to round it up to two. And I mentioned it to her, and she said, no, it's actually £39, which is really bad pricing, isn't it? Because... Mm. One pound tip is worse than zero there, isn't it? They're going to get... They're just going to take They're looking back. at 50 quid, that's what they're looking at. They can't be. <laughs> you see? They can't, can't be. I say very good use of that's what they're looking at. No, no it's, it's, this is the north of England. They can't be expecting an 11 pound no. tip on there, My, surely. I think... They the get thing is zero, You have to see the these people again. And I think and if, if it's a profession where the majority of their income is is comprised of tips, I think that's fair enough. You have, you're under moral obligation to tip people. Is that what hairdressing is? Yes. It's the majority of their income is yes. tips. You're all looking as if true. this is common knowledge. No, I have no idea. And waiters, At Mr Topper, where it's nine quid for a haircut. And you give ten. No, I didn't, actually. A lot of people apparently went to ten, but I, I gave them an extra two quid in change Whoa. to make it you know, like a 33% thing. Mm. But I once spent six weeks in Japan... Mr Topper. Where, hardly um, Mr Tippers, is it? With your no, not Mr Tipper, eh? I spent six weeks in Japan where they have... Tipping is not at all part of their culture, just it's exactly, frowned yeah. upon. Yeah. And um, it was great. Sounds brilliant. It's the only mm. real holiday I've ever had. Yeah. You should because try Yorkshire. <laughs> you don't even have to think about it. Yeah, I was with my manager once, and we got we we had a stretch limo took us to the uh, airport. Oh, competition we winners! We, we hadn't paid for it. <laughs> and uh, you no, look like no, such middle-aged competition winners. No, it was it was a head night. Offered us a lift, <laughs> <laughs> and he gave the guy I think it was seven dollars, which it was quite a lot of money. This is a long time ago. I was mm. interviewing Robin Williams, so you can tell it was. Mm. And the guy said, "Thanks, I'll get myself a cappuccino." <gasps> and it was, I couldn't believe it, but the tipping, it's its a horrible, it's mugging, basically, isn't it? Yeah. It's bullying, mugging, bullying, mugging. There you well, go. apparently people leave an average of £4.21 at a restaurant. That's mm. a rubbish average. Who leaves 21p, no, counting out average. the pennies? It's I know, average. but come on. My dad, I remember we had removal men round when we moved from one council house to another, and my dad actually put a fiver in the bloke's breast pocket <laughs> oh. of his shirt. He didn't give it to him. He put it in his pocket. Excellent. Did he use the words, have a drink on me? I think he said have I a drink. so. That's, that's a, that, to me, is old-school tipping, is have would, a drink on but me. But would you dare go up to a workman in your house and put a fiver in his pocket without... I gave yes. that engineer <gasps> five pounds and asked him to leave my home. I, I <laughs> my hairdresser... I did something terrible. My hairdresser, Rom... I put uh, the tip because he was doing someone else's hair by that stage. In so his I, thought belt. I put it in his back pocket. Turned out it wasn't his back pocket. 
It was his pant line. Brilliant. I basically oh. treated him like Magic Mike without realising. Absolutely. I mean, I should say he wouldn't be interested in me or no. indeed Daisy or Charlie, but that's not the point. Don't put money in a man's what, is pants. He aiming higher? No. Is that what no, he'd be more interested in you. In what do you mean? Frank, stop with, him. Stop him oh, I now. I see what you mean now. With workmen as well, there's an element of, uh, of piggy bank about their behinds. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> that could be really horribly awkward. Mm. My wow. my girlfriend, she does, uh, she goes to life uh, classes, you know, art classes. Oh, where yeah. she draws oh. She draws naked people. Naked? Mm-hmm. Of course, you don't have the fiver in the uh, <laughs> the breast. You get, go for them with the fiver and then, oh. <laughs> yeah, but they they get tipped. Do they, they really? They get tipped for good, uh, they get paid, but they get tipped as well by the artists, depending what on how do you still give a nude, What do you give someone for the nude posing then? Either cover it? I, I don't. I, I don't think, think a fiver will cover it. <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't mind. <laughs> One of those old fivers. <laughs> absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Um, you know, we were talking about the old school tipping of saying, have a drink on me. Yeah. Yes. Um, somebody's texted, and also I remember reading this in a biography, uh, some old celebrity, possibly Tommy Cooper, it was Tommy Cooper, I can tell you that right now, uh, used oh, to place what the recipient thought was a cash tip in the tippee's top pocket and say, have a drink on me. The tip, though, was actually a tea bag. So they'd put a tea <laughs> yes. bag in their pocket. I like that. Have a drink on me. I like and that he uh, carried a packet of a, a, a pocket of tea bags. Well, I've updated it. I've given it a modern spin, and now I just give people that bring me food like a, a Nespresso capsule. That's what I'm doing, mm-hmm. like a George Clooney one. You are Clooney esque. Yeah. Why what not? about this four three nine character, Al? Have you mm-hmm. seen him? Yeah. I've been tipping my barber with Lotto scratch cards and Lucky Dips each time for the past five years. That's a good idea. Do you each, think so? Each time, I think it's an awful idea. I use <laughs> each awful. Each time. <laughs> What about awful? So that's lovely. Thanks very much, Ian. <laughs> <laughs> nice Assuming he has no joy with any of them, as he's still there in the high street. Much I easier than scratching around for change to give him. I just find the whole thing an awkward embarrassment. I'd rather they just charge more. Yeah. Really? Yeah. And well, then just keep me out of it. Well, I I I read a, an email here from Tom Burton. I don't get tip doing my job. Brackets carpenter. People are doing their jobs. I only tip at restaurants. I agree in a way. Like I'd like it if we got tipped. There are some jobs that seem to be tip exempt, aren't there? You know. Well, like, can you imagine if the controller of Absolute Radio came down and tipped us? Yeah, but I think there's people who have jobs that they rely on tip. I mean, I couldn't get through life unless people were sending me free master pans and (laughs) Bjorn Borg socks. (laughs) I wouldn't be able to live. I wouldn't be able to live. Yeah, exactly. So I I, I depend on it. And you'd have no clothes to wear. Exactly. So, uh, the whole thing. I once, um, I think people are also frightened that if they don't tip that they'll get, um, you know, Mediterranean saliva in their food. Yeah. Yeah, I think I won't get good service the the time I return. I call it insurance tipping. Yes, exactly, and that's for the wrong reason, isn't it? Oh, thank you I'd quite like to start on conventional staff tipping, like like the ticket inspector on the train when he comes around and inspects my ticket. I'd like to just go... 50 pence. It's, 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 it's when people come up to you, take you up to your hotel room and then oh. they hang around. Oh, I hate that. I just, that all feels so clumsy and uncoordinated to go. Oh, is that why they're some... hanging around? Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh I well, thought I got come, lucky. They come and show you how to switch. <laughs> I genuinely thought there was interest. They show you how to switch <laughs> the television on and then they're waiting <laughs> to give them two pounds. Yeah. Is that what it's meant to be? Oh, it's, it's really. 
There's uh, freaks hanging around <laughs> carrying your luggage. Working. Uh, yeah. People hanging around working. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, this is Elvis, Elvis Presley quote about uh, people that work in hotels. It is not my own views, can I say? Um, so, um, anyway, thank you so much for listening this morning. If the good Lord spares us and the creeks don't rise, we'll be back again this time next week. Now get out! The Frank Skinner Show on Absolute Radio. Back Saturday morning from 8. Tune in live for the full Frank experience. Absolute Radio.